Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Authentication, Validation, and Management Toolkit for those AP vendor maintenance teams that still have a mostly manual process and need fraud prevention at each critical step of the vendor maintenance process. Go to DebraRRichardson.com to see the authentication techniques, internal controls, best practices, and what template forms, vendor communications, and desktop procedures are included. Stay tuned. Identifying the correct key performance indicator or KPI to measure can assist accounts payable in improving processes, identifying problem areas, and becoming more efficient. Well, today on this episode, I will talk about 11 KPIs that are specifically for accounts payable vendor maintenance. And stick around to the end where I will give you a bonus of six KPIs using data from the vendor master file that your procurement or sourcing team just may be interested in. Welcome to episode 36, 25 KPIs for Accounts Payable Vendor Maintenance. Part 1, Understand Your Vendor Master File. So I was attending a conference a couple years ago and there was a very interesting Accounts Payable AP team that presented on their improvements in AP. There were multiple team leaders and I was very excited to hear about the improvements in vendor maintenance processes from that VM team lead. Now, after the presentation, I asked if any KPIs specific for vendor maintenance were being tracked and we both acknowledged a need to identify relevant KPIs specific to vendor maintenance. So in these next two podcasts, I will focus on KPIs specific to vendor maintenance in AP. After all, what gets measured improves. And while most AP KPIs focus on invoice processing, I have identified 25 KPIs to track and measure the vendor setup and maintenance process and the data in the vendor master file. They are categorized in two podcasts. This first one, understand your vendor master file, and the next one coming up next week, which will be Thursday, June 27th on vendor request activity. So let's get started with understand your vendor master file. So with the recent increase of phishing scams, AP vendor maintenance and the vendor master file is definitely becoming more prominent than the function has been historically. The importance of a clean and accurate vendor master file 
with real vendors is critical in providing support to identify problem areas, build a business case for digital solutions, um, being compliant with regulatory agents, being compliant with company policy, as well as the overall protection from fraudulent activities. Now, for some of these KPIs, you may be able to pull reports directly from your accounting system or ERP or use RPA to pull and consolidate the data accordingly, while other KPIs may need to be manually tracked if that measurement is critical for your process, company, or industry, and there is no other way to pull it from your ERP or accounting system. So getting started with the 11, um, just to let you know, they are all in the context of a number or a percentage of vendors. So the first one is the number or percentage of vendors total active. So this can indicate a need to inactivate vendors or it can identify normal spikes based on the time of year, etc. It can be used in a business case to support a request for a vendor self-registration portal. And if you need help with that, I will put a link to a blog post where I show what you can include in ROI for a business case for a vendor registration portal. I will put that in the show notes. Number two, the number or percentage of vendors that have self-registered in a vendor self-registration portal. So if you have a vendor self-registration portal, track this number to see the adoption of the portal amongst vendors. It is a great measurement to show a reduction in the potential for fraud. So if you have 50% or 2,000 of your vendors have self-registered, that is 50% or 2,000 less vendors that are susceptible to fraud. Number three, the number or percentage of vendors that have valid W-9s or W-8s on file. Now, this is a good management KPI. So have you or your team gone through a cleanup process and identified vendors that need to submit a missing, new, or updated W-9 or W-8? Track those vendors to ensure those forms are submitted. Now you can also reverse this and instead of tracking the number or percentage of vendors that have valid W-9s or W-8s on file, you can track the number or percentage of vendors that do not have a valid W-8 or W-9 on file and then that way you can track it to zero. So number four, the number or percentage of vendors by ERP. So when there are multiple ERPs, it can be because your company has multiple entities, multiple business groups because of acquisitions. But if the businesses are similar, look at the processes in the vendor setup or the P2P process. If you see that one ERP has more vendors than another ERP, just try to make sure you can identify the reason um, for that. And you may be able to find where 
because processes are different because they are different accounting systems or ERPs that you can update those processes to make sure they're consistent at least where there can be as far as requiring forms and how to look up and verify there are no duplicate vendors just make sure those processes are in place across each of your ERPs so you can ensure that they're not more vendors because some steps in the process are not being done. And this is especially true, at least in my experience with vendors that have, um, where there's been a lift and shift and you bring over that accounting system or ERP as well as the processes they use. That's the perfect time to make sure that um, you make those processes consistent with your existing accounting system or ERP. Okay, number five the number or percentage of vendors that are being paid via ACH. So if ACH is the preferred method of vendor payments, especially for international entities, where does your company stand? If that KPI is low, do you need to implement a process or an initiative to encourage your vendors to be paid by ACH? Number six, the number or percentage of vendors that have the check payment method. So not only is the process of a sheetment for unclaimed property come into play, but also the handling and reconciliation of checks. So just like the number and percentage of vendors for ACH method, if that was low, if this KPI for those receiving check payment method is high, again, does your company need an initiative to encourage your vendors to accept ACH payments. Number seven, the number or percentage of vendors that are 1099 or 1042 reportable. So these vendors are those that need to be handled, not necessarily with special care, but yes, because you need to ensure that their information matches IRS records, not only throughout the year, but also near tax time when the forms are sent to vendors and filed with the IRS. You want to identify these vendors and do an extra scrubbing right before tax time. This can also give you an idea of the cost for forms and managed services or determine whether you are over threshold and, and must file electronically at the state or federal level and or determine the number of team members needed to process those 1099s or 1042s annually. Number eight, the number or percentage of vendors that are foreign. So this KPI identifies those vendors that need to be tracked for expiring W-8s or that need to have invoices monitored to ensure the coding is correct when you're distributing and filing 1042s. So the next two KPIs can show you a problem area in your vendor setup process. Number nine is the number of, or percentage of vendors that have multiple bank accounts. So what you wanna look and see is, is the number increasing month over month or whatever interval you are measuring it against? This could be a sign that bank accounts have been added versus replaced and it could be you know added as far as locations in peoplesoft or additional vendors in sap 
And what you're really looking for is do you need to change your process because they are being added in error instead of being replaced. So some vendors do require that you maintain separate ACH banking details based on their line of business. So for example, banks um, do this a lot where they will have a separate bank account where the bank fees need to be paid and then a separate bank account where the ATM fees need to be paid. Okay, fine, then you need multiple bank accounts. But for other vendors, it could be a sign of an incorrect existing vendor update. So instead of the vendor indicating that it is a new bank account and the old bank account is no longer valid, they're sending in or there's no step in the process to validate that it's replacing a bank account versus adding a bank account. So just make sure your processes identify whether or not the bank needs to be added or whether or not the bank needs to be replaced. Ideally, you will be using a banking ACH form that you have created and branded and that requires the old banking in order to update banking for an existing vendor and that will trigger the question of whether it needs to be added or take care of it in the fact that it's giving you your old banking so now your team knows that they just need to overwrite the existing banking details. Now along those same lines, number 10 is the number or percentage of vendors that have multiple remit addresses. So is the number increasing month over month or another interval if that's what you're tracking? This could be a sign again that an address is being added versus replaced. Now, ideally, again, you have a process in place that requires the vendor to validate their changes and whether you have a form or whether you do it via email or you call them, that is another trigger to ask or to confirm the address is a replacement where you need to overwrite the current address on the vendor record or if that address needs to be added. Okay, so those were the 11. And as promised, I have six bonus KPIs that AP Vendor Maintenance can share with the sourcing or procurement team. So the vendor master file contains data for reporting that can be relevant to other departments, including sourcing and procurement. So the first one is the number or percentage of vendors by purchasing org. The second one is the number or percentage of vendors by strategic vendors. The third one is the number or percentage of vendors by channel. The fourth one is the number or percentage of vendors that are PO or direct vendors. The fifth one is the number or percentage of vendors that are non-PO or indirect. And then the sixth one is the number or percentage of vendors by industry. Now procurement or sourcing or even some other groups within AP may want to look at uh, spend, the number of invoices that are sent by vendor, but that information again is based on data from the vendor maintenance file and providing some KPIs can give them a great idea of what they need to uh, drill down into. 
Okay, so those were the 11 KPIs for accounts payable vendor maintenance and also the bonus KPIs, six of them for procurement or sourcing. And come back next Thursday, June 27, 2019 for the second half of 25 KPIs for accounts payable vendor maintenance where I will have part two understand your vendor request activity. And there I will provide 14 KPIs. So does your department track or measure any other KPIs related to the AP Vendor Master File? I'd love to hear about it. Comment on the platform that you choose to listen or email me at deborah at deborahrrichardson.com. And if you're looking for an eight-step process to clean your vendor master file, get the e-guide or toolkit today, and I will have links in the show notes. So thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 36th episode of Putting the AP and Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review on my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.